Hello and welcome back. My name is Luke and you're listening to another episode of the Next Stage podcast by Web Summit. This next one is a storyline straight out of Futurama. DeMontford University's Kathleen Richardson and Hanson Robotics' Ben Gertzel debate whether sex robots should be left to the user to try or whether they go too far and should be stopped immediately. I'm introducing Kathleen Richardson from DeMontford University and this is Ben Gertzel who is the Chief Scientist at Hanson Robotics. Please welcome him to the stage. Um, I'd like Kathleen to start with her opening points. I really want to connect with what you value in life, and I believe that is our humanity with each other. So I'm going to try and persuade you, and I've got six minutes to persuade a male audience, mostly male, about why sex dolls and sex robots aren't a good idea. So the first thing I want to do is I want to look at some of the arguments. One of the arguments is, is a sex robot is nothing more than a sophisticated vibrator. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a vibrator, but they're about this big. (laughs) Some of them are about this big. They're not fully-fledged humanoid robots at all. And in fact, as far as I can remember, and I've been looking through the archives, no one ever said a woman would be able to marry a vibrator by the year 2050. Nor did they say it would be a girlfriend. So there is something different going on here, right? I mean, you must agree with that. It's not just a tool. So what is it? What's really behind this idea that a doll or a a robot in the form of a woman is, is something that a man can have a relationship with? He can have an intimate sexual relationship. I think if you really want to understand that, you have to understand our distorted world of inequality. In our world, we live in a world where there are 42 estimated uh, people in prostitution, and most of them are women and girls. So outside of this room, there's a whole infrastructure that says to men, it's okay if you go into the world and not take into account the thoughts and feelings and experiences of women and girls. In fact, you can pay a price and you can have access to their body. And not only that, they're going to bring that to you through pornography as well. So in that world, this egocentric, I call it the egocentric individualism, it's built on a model of the master and the slave. Because the master too never had to take into account what his slaves were doing or thinking or feeling. He was the one in charge. So what I'm asking you to think about is this asymmetry in our world that exists, that allows a commercial industry in human bodies, mainly women and girls, to be purchased by men. Sex robots are an outcome of that kind of egocentric misogyny. These women um, in in those industries are not recognized as full human beings because all they need to do is to provide sex. In the same way, The people who create these sex robots are trading on that idea that they're nothing more than sex dolls. You know, I know that you're thinking right now, oh, no, this is, is, you know, hysterical. Uh, It's not that. It's just a doll. It's harmless. But I want you to imagine for a minute, right, that in in an agricultural uh, system, in a factory system today, they decided to develop a robot for uh, the agriculture. But they decided to make that robot a black robot. Everyone in this room would recoil in horror. And actually, the same thing is going on when we design images, these misogynistic images of women and girls in dolls, 
and we say that's, that's what women are good for. But we've got to a point in our society where we can't even tell anymore whether something is misogynistic or not. So we've had a huge uh, cultural discussion now about sexism and misogyny because there are so many men out there who think what a woman's good for is sex. If women want real equality, we must ban those industries where our humanity is not recognized. And I tell you what, men, those men in the room that agree with this, your humanity will become recognized if you become our allies because you stop being an egocentric individual and you start becoming a relational individual, a human being. You get to enrich your humanity by believing in equality for all human beings. And I just want to draw my attention to one last thing. Uh, Hanson Robotics, it shouldn't be lost on people in this audience that they decided to showcase a robot called Sophia to Saudi Arabia, where they don't even acknowledge the human rights of women and they have a mass slavery market. And I tell you, women and feminists and men who believe in the equality model that I'm proposing, that was not lost on them, that you decided to showcase your robot in a system, in a society where women are not valued. And I think companies like this, at the end of the day, they want to trade on misogyny. They want to trade on the dehumanization of women. And they don't care about what's going to happen to us or whether there are any negative effects. So I want you to think about your humanity and what kind of humanity you want to keep producing as technologists in the world. And I hope you will choose the equality model. First of all, I have to say, I mean, personally, sex robots is not an intriguing topic to me, all, all, all things considered, and I'm going to explain why. I mean, I think we, we stand at, at you know, the dawn of something really exciting. Within the next 10 years, we're going to create AIs that are smarter than people. We're going to create robots that, you know, intelligent swarms of nanorobots that can go through our bloodstream and, and repair the body. We're going to create, you know, a global brain of network together AIs connecting together all sorts of learning and reasoning machines doing things in, in every vertical market. And that's, I mean, that's the main thing I have been here at the Web Summit to talk about, our, our Singularity Net project, which is a blockchain-based open market for, for AI. We're going to connect our brains to computers, allowing us to expand our short-term memory and l learn things with a, a generality and rapidity we can't imagine now. We're going to be able to upload our minds into all sorts of different bodies, not necessarily of human form, or live in virtual worlds as we wish. So given the spectrum of possibilities that are opening up now, I mean, sex robots are really among the least dramatic things that, 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 you, could, that you could think about. And on, on a personal level, I haven't yet had a. I haven't yet felt a desire to have, have sex with a robot. I, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with with human women so, so far. On, on the other hand, why I think this is an important issue is I don't want to see governments and societies go down the road of banning technologies based on you know their potential indirect implications. I, I think that that's quite dangerous and, and the dangers could be seen a lot in, in human history. I mean, if you have a robot which is not sentient and does not have conscious experience in the sense that people do, the robot is not being hurt by whatever the person who has bought it is doing with it, then 
I don't see why the government should be in the business of stopping a man or, or a woman from, from having sex with that robot. I mean, the argument has been made that we should ban people having sex with robots because in some way that's conceptually reminiscent or psychologically related to exploitative things people do with humans. And I mean, that's similar to the argument that you shouldn't be able to play Grand Theft Auto because it's psychologically reminiscent of running people down in the street on your, on your car or say you shouldn't be able to play the game Civilization because that, that might make you want to take over the world and become a dictator. And I, I don't think the government should be in the business of banning things proactively because they may be mentally associated with, it, with other bad things because then, you know, then what happens when we have brain-computer interfacing technology? Th then, then what happens when we have nanobots that can modify our, our genomes to improve us? People will say these things are bad and they're associated with potential bad things even if they're not directly dangerous. So we, we don't want governments to do that, both because it's, it's immoral, it, it, it's against the Western ideals of, of freedom, and, and also because it won't work. If you try to ban these things, they will just go underground and they, they will be done illegally anyway. And I, I don't think that's going to, going to improve, improve life whatsoever. So I, I think we should oppose banning of sex robots. I mean, both because it's a basic imposition on, on human freedom and we shouldn't be banning victimless crimes. And secondly, because it would set a terrible precedent for banning advanced technologies and might lead to banning of advanced technologies that are, are much more important and, and interesting than, than sex robots are. And finally, I, I, I want to respond to her comments on Hanson Robotics and, and Saudi Arabia. I would say it is not the case that Saudis and Muslim culture does not value women. I mean, they, they value women very highly in that culture. They do not respect women's legal rights in the way that, that I personally think they should. And I know that David Hansen, the founder of Hansen Robotics, feels the same way. I mean, we, we, we do feel, of course, that, that women should have, have equal rights to men. And I mean, we would like to see Saudi Arabia and all countries extend equal rights to men and women. That, that should, should go without saying. Nevertheless, I don't think we should be saying that Muslim societies don't value women. I mean, it, it's clearly not true if you know anything about it. I mean, one of the first principles is your, your mother is like your God, and you, you, you must obey everything your, your, your mother says. There's a, there's a great value attached to femininity in Islamic tradition, but it doesn't go with the notion of, of, of inequality. There's different values associated. So the, the reason I was excited when our robot Sophia was made a citizen of Saudi Arabia had nothing to do with Saudi Arabia. It, it meant to me that the world at large is like finally ready to think about the question of robots being citizens and robots having rights. I mean, in fact, our Sophia robot is not intelligent enough to really deserve to be a citizen in, 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 a, in a Western democracy. I mean, she can't fully un understand political issues to, to vote. On, on the other hand, that issue doesn't exist in, in, in Saudi Arabia, which is not a democracy. So I thought it was, it was quite an interesting way to open up in the, on the world stage the question of robot citizenship. Because if, if I'm right about how fast AI is going to develop, you know, in maybe three years, five years, seven years, 
we may well have an AI robot which is intelligent enough to deserve citizenship in, in, in the US or in Portugal. And it will be very good if by the time that comes about, you know, society has already started to think about robot citizenship. I'm happy that the government of Saudi Arabia, as part of their push toward modernization, which is including a gradual, although overly slow, increase of, of, of gender equality in, in their laws. I'm happy that the government of Saudi Arabia has taken this step to sort of open up the issue of robot citizenship in, 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 in the world stage, which is ben, quite interesting. In my ethics, my ethics is drawn from anti-slavery. I make a radical distinction between people and things. And I say, people aren't things, they aren't pieces of property. I want to say something about the close connections between robot personhood and corporate personhood. So if there are any Americans in the room, they all remember men were created equal at the uh, American Revolution, but they still own slaves. It took 14 amendments of the American Constitution to recognize the freed slaves. And you know what happened around the same time? is the establishment in America said corporations are persons. They recognize the personhood of, of corporations. What's going on again? We have a, a realm in the world where we have the privilege of white men that is being challenged by more inclusivity and more ordinary human beings and men and boys being included in that. What do the elites want to do? They want to recognize the personhood of robots. This is a very, this is like racial thinking all over again, but now expressed through these new robotic and AI developments. It's not about rich white guys in, in California. It, it, it's really about freedom of everyone in the world. And the, the whole motivation underlying our Singularity Net project is to create an open market for AI using the blockchain to make sure AI is not owned by anyone. But anyone who creates an AI can put it into the network. Anyone who wants to use an AI can reach out to the network. So to me, it's about freedom and openness and decentralization and about avoiding either big companies or governments from, from taking control of the emergence of, of technology and b banning things unless you're talking about things that are causing direct harm to sentient beings, banning things is exactly the opposite of the direction that we want to go. Human beings are exploited, they are raped, they are murdered, right? This is, these, these are objects, these are commercially produced artifacts, and you want to protect the rights of a commercially produced artifact over and above a human being. For, I mean, it doesn't make well, any how, sense. How would Why, banning sex if you, if you wanted to help humanity, yeah. surely you would put women and children first and those people in the world that are slaves. In Saudi Arabia, where you've just been, there is a mass slavery problem. I've not been to Saudi Arabia. Well, your company. Hey, hey I've your never been to Saudi Arabia. To but let it. me tell you, in, in our office in Ethiopia, we have 40% female programmers. We have a project called Girls Can Code there to teach girls age 8 to 18 software development. Taking initiatives like this helps women much more than banning people from buying sex robots. How does banning sex robots help the women and children in Africa? How does it well, help Well, do you know what will help women and children in Africa? Can I just say the people who are clapping, there are six people in the world that half own half the world's wealth. And most of them are white men and they're in corporations in the United States. 
We are talking about a mass unequal system here. It's not this neutral. Having a few women in programming does not address the commercial egocentric model that we How live in. How will banning sex robots stop a handful of wealthy white and Chinese men from <coughs> controlling a majority of the world's wealth? Do you know, I'm glad, to, I'm, you know, governments, let's come back to These governments. These guys will whatever buy all people, the sex robots they want anyway. think of governments, you voted for your governments. You did not vote for these corporations. They have no mandate, right, in which to operate in the world. People have the right to elect people, their elected representatives, and they have the right to get rid of them. What we're trying to be persuaded by is this myth that somehow these corporations are neutral in the world and that they're going to do the right thing because it's all about individual freedom. Well, some people believe that it's individual freedom to go and buy a child in the Philippines and watch them being raped and tortured. Some people believe that. It's called libertarianism. I believe we should have a different kind of humanism, and that should you know, influence how we create technologies and how we create our social systems. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let, let you just say literally one sentence, and then I'm going to... I think I, I, I've already summarized my main points. I, I'm certainly not in favor of selling children or, or, or women against their will or exploiting humans or sentient robots in, in any way. And the fact that one of our robots was made a citizen of Saudi Arabia does not constitute an endorsement of everything the Saudi government does, any more than taking a US government contract constitutes an endorsement of everything Donald Trump does. I mean, we're, we're in favor of freedom and of, of decentralization. Now, I, tend, I tend to agree that it's a bad thing for a few major corporations and large governments to have control over technology development or human rights. I would like to see you know, blockchain, AI, and other technology used to make things more, more, de more decentralized. But as part of that, we want the governments of the world to increase freedom in any way we can that's not directly hurting people rather than banning things. Banning things, even banning things that aren't all that critical like sex robots, banning things sets the wrong trend. It, it's in the wrong direction. We only want to ban things when it's absolutely necessary to do so, to, to protect I'm people afraid, from harm. I'm afraid we've reached the end of our time. Thanks for listening. Web Summit 2020 is right around the corner, so be sure to check out websummit.com forward slash tickets for more info.